the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, April the 18th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On April 18th, 1775, Paul Revere began, began his famous ride from Charlestown to Lexington, warning colonists that the British, the regular troops, were coming. They're on their way. Today in 1906, a devastating earthquake struck San Francisco, followed by raging fires. They were never sure how many people lost their lives in that catastrophe, but uh, estimates of the final death toll ranged between 3,000 and 6,000. The city was decimated. You've probably seen pictures of it. Today in 1923, the first game was played at the original Yankee Stadium, the famous one in New York. The Yankees actually won that game. They defeated the Boston Red Sox 4-1. Today, in 1955, Albert Einstein died in Princeton, New Jersey. He was 76 years old. Today, in 1978, the Senate approved the Panama Canal Treaty, providing for the complete turnover of control of the waterway to Panama on the last day of 1999. Today, in 2019, the final report from a special counsel Robert Mueller's Russian investigation was made public. Many were disappointed. It outlined Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, but the left didn't seem to care too much about that. They wanted to establish the fact that members of the Trump campaign and maybe Trump himself had conspired or coordinated with the Russian government. Two years, over $40 million dollars, just to get Trump. And in the end, Trump had not conspired with Russia. So goes the battle in America today. We are deeply divided, not just politically, but spiritually. Whoopi Goldberg, who cares what Whoopi Goldberg says? Well, there's several millions of people that watch the view every morning on ABC and there are others that read what is said there. I pay attention to it because it's a, it's a pretty clear reflection of what the left is thinking most of the time. Whoopi Goldberg told her co-host yesterday on ABC's the view that she was tired of the self-righteous attitude of those who believe abortion is the taking of a life. In case you missed that, Whoopi Goldberg, sitting pompously before the cameras of ABC, The View, said yesterday that she is tired of the self-righteous attitude of those who believe abortion is the taking of a life. That is the epitome of ignorance. Goldberg said the Republican Party is ramping up its battle against abortion rights. The Supreme Court is reviewing the ruling of a conservative federal judge in Texas who banned the so-called abortion pill. I'm quoting Whoopi Goldberg on ABC. Governor Ron DeSantis, she says, just made Florida the latest state to 
imposed severe restrictions to abortion access. She added, quote, This is my question. I want to know, particularly this judge, I want to know, what's your background, sir? Have you worked for the FDA? Do you have a science background? Do you know anything about how many different drugs work on on many different people? It's not just one drug for one thing. What is your background? I'm kind of getting tired of everybody's self-righteousness about what they believe. I believe that I'm entitled to speak to my doctor and not be guided by you. This is not the state's right. This is not anybody's right but mine, according to America. This is my right. I respect your feeling that abortion is taking a life. I respect that you feel like that. I need you to respect that I have a different opinion. I need you to respect that my doctor and I will figure out what's right for us and move forward. That's what the FDA is for. That's why we have it. Wow. I mean, that's like a herd of cats. They're going in all directions. My message to Whoopi, I know she's not listening, but my message to Whoopi is go spend a couple of minutes looking at an ultrasound of a baby in the womb. Then, Sister Whoopi, ask God to forgive you. It was Jesus himself who assured his followers that the gates of hell would not prevail against my church. That's a quote. The Christian church is made up of believers from every nation, tribe, every tongue, anyone who accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They confess their sin. They believe in their heart that Jesus Christ, in fact, died on the cross and rose from the dead. We just celebrated that Easter a while ago. Anyone who believes that, regardless of what kind of a building they go to to worship, They are a part of the church of Jesus Christ. They are truly a biblical Christian. The Christian church is made up of believers from every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every color. That is the church of Jesus Christ. Global persecution against his church is reported daily. Now it's coming to America. A Calvary Chapel church has been fined over a million dollars because they met without masks during the pandemic. But I thought the pandemic was over. Oh, no, not for the left, it isn't. No, they had too much power. They're not going to let go of it easily. Associated Press knocked themselves out to be sure that America knew that the kid who leaked the classified information last week, and I do not in any way supports that. That is absolutely wrong, and he needs to be punished. But Associated Press knocked themselves out to be sure that America knew that that kid, the one who leaked the classified 21 years old, (laughs) classified information, also identified as a Christian. Every story they've, they've published about that case, Associated Press and all of their followers, and a lot of newspapers do follow them and quote them verbatim, have pointed out that he identifies as a Christian. This while we still know very little to nothing about the transgender who shot and killed six people, including three kids, three three nine-year-olds, at that Christian school in Nashville. The press is biased to the core. 
The Daily Caller is reporting that our second Catholic president, John F. Kennedy, now Biden, they're reporting that our second Catholic president won't stop targeting the Catholic Church. And there's a multitude of Catholics who agree. And they're calling for Biden to either stop talking about his affiliation, his deep devotion to his church, or change his beliefs. It's gotten to that point. I want to talk to you a little bit about Jesus and what caused him to say that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. And I want to talk to you a little bit about these issues that I just highlighted for a moment. But I was reading in Isaiah earlier this morning, Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19. The Bible says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. That is the word of the Lord, and it is the promise of God. I want to take a moment to thank all of you who support this ministry. We wouldn't be here without you. I think you know that. I want you to know I know it. And I want to thank you from the depth of my heart for standing with us. These are perilous times. They're challenging times. It's it's hard. I, I make no, I mean, I'm happy. I'm called to do this. I want to do it. But it's not easy to do what we do in times like these. There is opposition. And so thank you for praying for us. Thank you for supporting us financially. It keeps us going and allows us to turn on the microphone every morning and speak from our heart what we feel God wants us to talk about on that any given day. And we do so live, we originate live, because we want to talk about what's happening right now in our culture, in our communities, in our country, and across the back fence. So thank you so much for supporting us. We need your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. The closest followers of Jesus were having a conversation about what other people were saying. Have you ever had a conversation like that with people that are close to you? Of course we have. They were talking about what other people were saying about Jesus, and I think they were a little, perhaps a little worried about what they might be saying about them as well, although that's not in the, in the context. But they were talking about what the public, and who the public thought Jesus really was. I mean, we have a lot of people today who think Jesus is a lot of different people. Oh, he's a great rabbi. He's a great teacher. No, he isn't. He's the son of God. He may be all of those things, but that isn't what identifies him. He is the only begotten Son of God who gave his life for our sins. And yes, all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But people talk about this. So in that context, Jesus, of course, was there and he said, But whom say ye that I am? Who do you say that I am? Peter responded, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's Matthew 16, verse 16. Jesus responded, explaining to Peter that he could not know that without a revelation from God. Then Jesus continued explaining that Peter's confession of faith was the rock 
upon which he would build his church. That confession of faith is the fundamental building cornerstone of the Christian religion, the Christian community. He said that confession of faith was the rock upon which he would build his church. And then Jesus said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There's growing persecution against the Christian church in America, a nation founded on Judeo-Christian values and principles, a nation that was to be a city on a hill, a light in the darkness. But we're losing our salt and our light. Let's talk about Calvary Chapel, San Jose, for a moment. California judge on Wednesday, last Wednesday, fined the Silicon Valley Church over a million dollars for allowing worshipers to attend services maskless and in person during the coronavirus pandemic. You thought the pandemic was over? Oh, no, it's not. Superior Judge Yvette Pennypacker, (laughs) that's her name, and it's spelled just like it sounds, Pennypacker. She's a judge, a far-left judge. She ordered Calvary Chapel San Jose to pay $1.2 million in fines to Santa Clara County for violating the county's COVID-19 restrictions. Penny Packer's decision, I, I can't say that without smiling. I mean, it, it, it's an interesting, it's a very nice name, Penny Packer. Anyway, her decision is the latest development in a lengthy battle between the church and the county. At first, the county imposed some of California's most stringent pandemic restrictions, and they were calling for $2.2 million. Now they're being nice. It's only $1.2 million. In her ruling, Penny Packer said it should appear clear to all, regardless of religious affiliation, that wearing a mask while worshiping helps protect others while still exercising your right to religious freedom. Well, not really, Ms. Pennypacker. That's not exactly the freedom that America is about. The Supreme Court in 2021 struck down California Governor Gavin Newsom's ban on indoor worship services. He had banned it. I mean, said, you can't do that. And other states did as well, of course. It was their chance to seize power and seize control to a degree, on the church, on the church of Jesus Christ. It's interesting that the the ban on church services, which all churches, of course, didn't comply with in many states, not just California. But it's interesting that in California, and this could be true in other states as well, the ban on indoor worship services lasted longer, it was in place longer than the state's forced closure of strip clubs. That's just one example. Santa Clara County officials originally demanded that Calvary pay, oh, I said 2.2, no, it was 2.8 million in fines. Robert Tyler, he's president of the Religious Liberty Law Firm, advocates for faith and freedom. We're, We're not associated with them. I'm sure we agree with them on most all points, but we're not part of that, and, and they're not part of us. But anyway, they're, they they have named themselves Advocates for Faith and Freedom. 
this Robert Tyner says this case will not likely end until the Supreme Court rebukes Santa Clara County again. They've done this before. The opinion is very deficient in its analysis and provides for an excellent appeal. And that's, of course, what Calvary Chapel is going to do. So the county is trying to prevail against the church. Robert Tyler says they will not. They will not be able to prevail against the church legally. Vice President Harris she made a surprise appearance at an abortion rally in Los Angeles on Saturday. That was a day after the Supreme Court issued an administrative stay regarding restrictions on mefeprestone, the drug used in about half of all abortions in the country. Harris urged rallygoers to, quote, stand up and fight. Well, who are we going to fight, Vice President? Well, she says, this situation She said about abortion is at a critical moment in U.S. history. She, too, is a devout Christian, not a Catholic, but I believe it's Methodist. When you attack the rights of women in America, she said, you are attacking America. Harris told the crowd of a few hundred people, not thousands, but hundreds. She said, quote, we have seen attacks on voting rights, attacks on fundamental rights to love and marry the people that you love attacks on the ability of people to be themselves and be proud of who they are. It's interesting how the left always uses the word attack toward us on the right, on the conservative, on the Christian side of the great divide in America. We're always categorized, we're always labeled as those people who are attacking gays because we disagree. The Bible disagrees with their lifestyle. That we're attacking those Pete Buttigieg and his husband and all of those people in a so-called gay marriage. We're not attacking them. We're taking a stand like Whoopi Goldberg said. I have a right to my belief. Well, so do we. And we're on the winning side because Jesus Christ is the risen Lord and he is almighty God. And God is in control. So we stand with God on the issue, but if we disagree with the secular, so-called leftist view of anything, social, economical, anything, it's an attack. (laughs) You either go along with those people and let them completely destroy a nation and a life and the lives of people within that nation, or you're labeled as someone who is attacking them. I don't think that we're attacking anyone. We're simply standing for righteousness. We're standing for what the Bible teaches. And we're trying to walk and live in that context as best we can, with God's help. And when we fail, we ask God to forgive us. And we carry on in our love for Him and our service for Him and our worship to Him through our life and what we do. Harris warned against pro-life voices. She says, pro-life voices attack fundamental rights, claiming that they, by extension, attack our democracy. If you, if you believe in the sanctity of life, you are attacking the democracy in America. And this is not Whoopi Goldberg. This is the vice president of the United States. Boy, I'll tell you, it's amazing. 
When you attack the rights of women in America, you are attacking America. That's amazing. That I mean, someone as vice president of the United States, that's about the sanctity of life. We should all agree that life is sanctified. Life is precious. Life is good. People don't want to die. They want to live. The little babies in the womb want to live as well. And you don't need the FDA, whoopee, to tell you that it's a baby. It's a human being. Look at the pictures. Vice President calls for people to fight against and prevail against these beliefs and those who hold them. Boy, I'm not overstating what she said. She said, if you hold these views about gay marriage, about homosexuality, about transgenderism, about abortion, you are fighting against your country. You're fighting against democracy if you hold those views. That's an attack on the church. But she and others who believe that will not ultimately prevail. Let me talk a little bit about the Associated Press. Associated Press influences millions, tens of millions of people, probably, maybe more, through their own publications and through those news organizations that copy or publish Associated Press articles. A long time ago, when I was in the, next to the newsroom, when I did a daily television show for 12 years, Monday through Friday, I, I heard the conversation behind the scenes before the camera rolled on the 5, 6, and 11 o'clock news, and I learned a lot. They weren't careful around me. I didn't violate what I heard. I didn't go out and make a big deal out of it, and I'm not going to now, but I will tell you that I remember the discussions, and that was a while ago. It's much worse now. But I heard the discussions in that CBS affiliate station, big complex of studios. I heard the discussion, and it was about the content of the news. It wasn't just about the news. It was about how it should be presented, depending on what it was. And I tell you that very honestly and very forthrightly, and I'm not going to go any further than that. But I will tell you, in today's world, the news is crafted to advance an agenda. Their position, the Associated Press, their position on the kid that leaked the classified military information, as opposed to how they handled the Nashville Christian school shooting, is revealing. It should be alarming to all of us. That's why we need to be informed. That's why we do this program every day, to try to help. I I say often, I don't know everything. I'm just trying to tell you what I know, and I pay attention to a lot. And we try to gather in all of the news and condense it down to this half hour originating live about what's happening today or yesterday or this week or whatever. But their headline, Associated Press, their headline read this, about this person this who leaked classified military information to the world about what the U.S. was doing. President Biden still claims it, it's, not, it's inconsequential. He says that's not important. Well, if that isn't important, I don't know what is. I mean, if it's really what our armed forces are planning with Ukraine and their moves and strategies and where the equipment's going to be moved, the war equipment and all of that kind of thing. I mean, it seems to me, I mean, 
I'm just a layman. I'm not a warrior in the military, but it seems to me that would be kind of important. So no, this kid should not have done that. I don't agree with anything that he did, whatever the motive was. But Associated Press chooses to tell the world and all of the other newspapers that follow what they write. Many newspapers and local TV stations, for that matter, have so few people on staff that they, they have a hard time covering enough stories to, to fill their time of, of their news uh, period, the half hour or hour, whatever it is. And so they'll take stories from, even for television, they'll take stories from Associated Press particularly and just rerun them because they know that Associated Press is consistently leading to the left, not the right. And they're right. They do. On this, the headline on that story was, quote, Suspect in leak probe talked about God, guns, and war secrets. So he talked about God. That's the most important thing in their headline. And then he talked about guns. That's the next important thing. Because we don't need God or guns interfering with Whoopi Goldberg and all the rest of the people that believe what she believes. And she's not the only one, and she knows it. That's why she every so often takes off on the view. She wants to gain favor with her followers. But when the Associated Press and almost all the news organizations found that the shooter in the Nashville Christian School Massacre was transgender, the news story stopped. They moved on. No more comments. Associated Press concluded its in-depth article. It's a long article. But here's how they concluded it. The person who spoke to the Associated Press says the OG, that's who they supposedly acknowledged as the this uh, kid that, that leaked the information, was an observant Christian who spoke often about God and prayed with members of the chat group. While he was enlisted, he opposed many of the priorities of the U.S. government and denounced the military since it was run by the elite politicians. He expressed regret about joining uh, a lot, a person who knew him said, but the person has stressed that he didn't believe that this kid leaked documents to undermine the U.S. Associated Press said this, quote, basically what he said was, I'm sorry, guys, I prayed every single day that this wouldn't happen. I prayed and I prayed, and now it's only up to God what happens next. The Associated Press put that out to America and the world, and what kind of a picture does that give you of this kid and of Christians in general? Yeah, it's a pretty poor view. This kid was praying and praying about violating the his job in the military and violating our country. But it's now in God's hands. I mean, what kind of an impression does that leave? You know what kind it does. And finally, about President Biden. The Daily Caller has published a story outlining the president's relationship to the church he claims to devoutly embrace. He's often referred to himself as a devout Catholic. The caller says, among other things, the Biden administration has been criticized for its treatment of Catholic Americans in recent months, especially after news broke that the FBI was using undercover agents to infiltrate Catholic churches and religious experts told the Daily Caller News Foundation it will likely get worse. There's much more, but I simply want to tell you that in all of this, we must be informed. But we must also remember 
the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.